This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state, and by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone, and thanks for listening. Vision is often described as a picture of a better tomorrow. Here at Food First Michigan, we talk about try, learn, fail, repeat, and mix in a bit of success, followed by more trying and learning until eventually we know enough to implement and measure our impact. The key to this process, said Sir Winston Churchill, is to go from one failure to the next without any loss of enthusiasm. Churchill saw two visions before him. One was that of tyranny and oppression, and the other was of liberty and freedom. Which vision inspired him more? The answer is neither. They both did. The task of standing against the momentum of Adolf Hitler was intense. The task of withstanding against the internal negativity from his own people was equally intense. Apathy, benign assistance, and unbelief threatened his resolve more than the lurid leader of Nazi Germany. Here today, Jerry and I come to you via this radio and podcast with a vision of a better tomorrow, where no one stresses about food. Yet we are confronted by a stubborn and resilient social ill called hunger that is a scourge on our society. We see food insecurity as immoral, unacceptable, and beatable precisely how Prime Minister Churchill viewed fascism. Churchill had no real plan or blueprint, no true sense of his assets or allies, and plenty of naysayers, and he was, of all things, imperfect. Sounds a lot like us. What Winston Churchill was, above all things, was willing, positive, and relentless. He had more clarity in both of his visions of the future than those who would uproot him from his mission. He saw better beyond and before anyone else, and in short, he was more stubborn than the problem and more committed than his external foe or internal antagonist. Sounds a lot like us as well. The vision of a better tomorrow fueled him then and us today. I'm encouraged because Food First Michigan is an example of seeing the problem of food insecurity through a different lens and connecting leaders from all sectors to see the challenge of food insecurity as one they have a vested interest in solving. Jerry joins me next to talk about the positive progress we are making in spite of intense opposition to our vision. We're back in just a minute. You come back and be with us too. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here, Food First Michigan. And Jerry, it's great to see you in the studio. And we got a lot of great news. I, I bet people really are looking forward to this show because it, we do have a lot of good positive news. You know what we do. And, uh, and you know, just to even frame that at all, um, you know, it's, the, it's almost the end of, of a fiscal year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and every fiscal year we go through a, a let's look back process, right? How did we do? What are the highlights of the year? And of course, that's part of your review, which as the chair of the board of the Food Bank Council, I have the honor and privilege of of uh, you know 
doing that work with the board and and making sure we give you good feedback and uh, you know if if there were issues we would talk about them but I'm happy to say what we've got to talk about today on this show is a tremendously successful year uh, and and your leadership is a huge part of that your team is amazing and and just getting more amazing as we go and and the partners that continue to come to the table with us um, continue to be incredible resources for this work and and we're going to talk about a couple of the new board members who in the last year have really stepped up in their role as board members but more importantly as their role as champions for the food insecure people in our state. I mean, it yep. really is incredible. There's there's a lot of good things to talk about. So how about that? That's a big mm-hmm. teaser, but it's also a uh, an acknowledgement of your leadership, Dr. Phil. It, it really is an honor doing this work with you. Well, thank you, Jerry. That means a lot coming from you for sure. And um, the work is challenging. Food insecurity is a scourge on our land, and we're given our handfuls of life to try to rid the land of that scourge. So I, I would I would say, listen, we, we've got some great news here. I, I would just maybe uh, frame this a little more in context that just for those maybe new listeners that there is one Food Bank Council of Michigan. We are the state association of the seven Feeding America food banks that serve all of Michigan's 83 counties. And we do that through a network of 2,800 different pantries that are all across um, the the state of Michigan. And, you know, um, just one more plug for our network here. Um, Pretty pretty outstanding numbers by increasing the food banks, the seven food banks, which you lead gleaners here in Southeast Michigan. There are six other food banks across the state. Um, Remarkable amount of food that is distributed through our network and our pantry network record being 237 million pounds of food within a 12-month period. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's a really important. And, of course, all stemming from what the community needs us to do. Right. And, and, and a fundamental belief that as we help people overcome food insecurity, we are creating a community that thrives in so many ways. Well, you've got a list, so be, be I, our tour guide and take us down the list. And it's your list, but I read it and I went, man, this is amazing. So, you know, the uh, the first thing I want to talk about is a little wonky from a, from a, you know, like, what is this? And it's really strategic planning, right? People mm. talk about strategic planning. For a lot of organizations, it's something you do and put on the shelf and then look at five years <laughs> later when you got to do the next one, right? That's not how we go about our work. Uh, you've been leading us through several strategic planning processes over the years, everyone has made us better but this year was really special and I want to give a, a shout out to John Roberts who is, who is on our board you've known him for years I'll, I'll let you talk about that relationship but but John reached out to to uh, an acquaintance at McKinsey which is a really um, capable national organization that helps organizations do you know um, very intensive strategic planning, looking at whatever the truth is. And, you know, we just did a show on the truth. Right. <laughs> so they were they were doing a show for you on the truth, right? You right. and your team. And you know what? That resource, which would be worth, I mean, at least tens of thousands of oh, dollars, yeah. we, we got pro bono, 
right? Mm -hmm. Because they're invested in this. McKinsey works with food banks all over the country. They've worked with the National Food Bank, Feeding America. They brought all that experience and insight to the table to talk with you and your team and coming up soon here, our board, about here's how we have to think about the opportunities in front of us and how we have to think differently about what we resource to get even more done. Now that, again, it's a little wonky. I know it's a little wonky, but the truth is you cannot advance this cause without serious thought and consideration, bringing experts to the table and letting them help you make good choices and resource the work well. Well, I I, th I couldn't agree with you more. John Roberts has been a great friend to me personally and now to you and, and now to our entire network. And John served as the state budget director under the Snyder administration, also assistant chief of staff in the executive office, and now uh, is the CEO for AdvantaCare and uh, part of the Blues and, and uh, Accident Fund Network, a great friend, and brought this opportunity of McKinsey working with us. And, you know, Jerry, uh, for several years now, people say, well, how, how are you doing, Phil? How's the food bank council? How's our, how are the food banks? And I answer the same way every time. And I say, we are overwhelmed with opportunity. And, and people say, oh, man, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> you know, you can be overwhelmed with negative stuff, but you can be overwhelmed with positive stuff like opportunity, too. But you're, the point is you're still overwhelmed. And what we found through the McKinsey process is that we were doing a lot of things, and they were all good things. But what we had to really do was get strategic about what are the things that can can best move this mission forward because that's the that's the cord that binds us all together how do we create food security statewide that's our mission and so so this process helped us focus we had to say you know go through the process that Collins talks about you know saying saying no to the good so we can say yes to the great and that's difficult that's really a hard process when you want to do more and, and as much as you can do. But we had to really go through that, that narrowing process. And, um, and we did, and it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but it was necessary. And I think that when we get to our annual meeting, um, we'll be able to present to our board of directors, the, the CEOs of the seven food banks and the, the, the five uh, at-large members of our board, these are the things we think that will move the mission forward, and this is where we'd like to invest in. Yeah, and we're going to talk specifically about some of those things, right? Some of those opportunities that are that are in front of us, and uh, and I don't know, do we have time to to get one of them in, or do sure. we got to take yeah. one? Okay, well let's let's talk about healthcare. We've talked about healthcare for a long time. We've had several people from healthcare on the show talking about the social determinants of health and why they're important. But healthcare is huge. There's so many things going on. It's a it's a big industry. It's one of the highest employers in the state of Michigan, if not the highest. Right. And uh and you know, so to to take that opportunity and to say, "Okay, what is it that really moves the needle?" And two things in the last year um, that that really helped us focus on that. One was our relationship with the Michigan Association of Health Plans and uh, Dominic Pallone, who's the CEO there, continuing to invite us into a greater conversation about how the payers can have a role in 
really addressing the social determinants of health and specifically hunger. And that relationship, it goes back several years, but you and Dr. Opal made a presentation at their annual conference last year. This year, I was there with two people from my board, one from Henry Ford Health, the other from the United Way of Southeast Michigan. And, and we continued to present to that group of people. And, and Dr. Don, as a result of both of those experiences, and a lot of other work, has now had some of the most effective conversations with the state Medicaid uh, department that we've ever had. Yes. Right? Really thinking about how do we connect the resources with the opportunity to help patients be food secure so they can thrive in their own health care. Mm-hmm. And that is a lot of movement. That is a big, big opportunity that, you know what, food banks are, are going to have not as big a direct role. But our point of view is if the problem gets solved, it doesn't matter if we how big our role is. Right. right? That is a huge opportunity that not only we've been working on, but that got identified as an elevated opportunity in our strategic planning process. Well, I would say, too, Jerry, to, that that's a great recap. But the pioneer in this work with healthcare care and finding the role, that, how much responsibility do they have in the community for food insecure patients and and uh, and clients of theirs for as far as the payers go? Uh, that you and your team at Gleaners have really pioneered that work. Kara uh, Ross up at Food Bank of Eastern Michigan also has has worked in healthcare, and certainly Food Gatherers with Eileen Spring has been involved as well. So I think our food banks have been, you know, they, they y'all were all the t- tip of the spear, and so Dawn and uh, Opal and myself were able to come along, develop these relationships, and I think we're poised. We're better positioned to influence policy and product, you know, reimbursable items for uh, for for uh, food insecure patients than we've ever been. And what role will food banks play in that? Uh, it's an exciting time. And so that's that's all happened. And, you know, I would say this, you got to have the right people and they got to be sitting in the right seats on the bus for this kind of stuff to happen. Well, and just as a reminder what kind of player we're talking about, the the national budget for Medicaid is 1.6 trillion dollars. That was a T. With a T. <laughs> and so, you know, that, you know, that's that's a I mean, not hard to see what that opportunity could be. Um so, but for people who are skeptical of government spending, I just want to say food is medicine. Mm-hmm. This is about not getting more money. But it's to manage the money we already have to produce better results at a lower cost. This is how you solve the problem. It's not just about having your hand out. It's about being smarter and better, doing more and better, right? How we add value to people and to programs. He's Jerry Bassan. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. And we are back in just a moment to talk about more highlights from this past year at the Food Bank Council. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here with you. And, Jerry, we're hitting the highlights here. What's the next one? <laughs> it's so fun. You know what? It, it is so hard not to just get totally, like, 
out of myself on these ones. I'm so excited about this work and and obviously love what we do together. Uh, and, and what we do together is the next one, right? Partnerships have been a cornerstone of what we've talked about since the very beginning of the of doing Food First Michigan. We, we've, yep. we've talked about how important partnerships are. And, and our sponsor, Farm Bureau of Michigan, has mm-hmm. stayed with us the entire time. They've supported us. They've been a good partner. And they continue to do more. And on our board is Scott Piggott, mm-hmm. who is who is a thought leader in this partnership and has been a thought leader from the very beginning. And and we're we're piloting a program that's going to work with all of the agents of Farm Bureau throughout the state to to really look at how can we reach kids and students in more impactful ways that not only involves the leadership of the company, but the entirety of the company to bring into the fold as many people as possible so that we can grow this movement and reach kids and families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a pretty exciting pilot. And I think it kind of illustrates where the Food Bank Council really works in its, in its strength. So Dr. Opal designed this program to uh, help students in underserved areas of the state have access to the food that they both want and need. But we knew we couldn't do it by ourselves because we wouldn't know which kids, right? And so um, we, we started working with our, our South Michigan Food Bank, Farm Bureau, the family of companies. This is the insurance company and also, you know, the Michigan Farm Bureau where Scott is the CEO. But we also brought in another community partner called Community in Schools. It'd be great to have them on the show sometime because they're able to do the the screening and and they're also able to track and and see what difference the food makes in the life of that child. So, you know, we've been saying for years that, uh, you know, you I don't care if you're in the third grade or in your third year of college, if you don't have the right food, you're not going to learn. You'll never be who you could be. And so I think this is a, a pretty exciting uh, opportunity. And we had Tom Nelson on the show to talk about how the family of companies is shifting from a for-profit company to a for-purpose company. And their purpose is to help us in hunger across Michigan. And that's tremendous. I mean, you know, obviously it, these things take time and they take trust. Right. right. But as trust builds and as you continue to do things over time, you you can get more and more creative and more and more impactful. And I think the progress made in the last year to elevate this partnership even further has been amazing. So so, again, congratulations to all the people involved in this uh, and particularly uh, the Farm Bureau companies who've who've stood with us this whole time. Right. Right. And continue to sponsor our show here on WJR and our podcast and which is, you know, our truth telling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. But I, you know what? It feels so good to have a sponsor that's been with us since the beginning who continues to believe in us. You know what? Right. It, it's, it's a great thing. All right. I want to go to the other end of the spectrum now. I want to go from kids to seniors. Okay. You know, one of the things that we were able to do, and this is with the help of Feeding America, the National Food Bank, who, who one of the things that they do is they provide resources to see if we can push the boundaries of how we do our business and, and think beyond mm. what we've always done. And, and so they, they asked us to consider doing boundless projects. That's what they, that's what they named it, right? Yeah. Things that, that get you outside of your specific territory, that, that get people working together in new 
ways that can that can create better systems for people and the community. And so we we went to them and said, you know what? We do want to do that. We, we really want to look at seniors because we've known that seniors are an underserved part of our community. There's transportation issues. There's there's access issues. Where are they? How do you get in touch with them? You know, there, there's lots of, of things that make the senior population challenging to serve. And so together, we've worked on a program to take one aspect of serving seniors better and really make it a, uh, uh, well, an improved way to use uh, uh, the, now shoot, I got a, CSFP stands for it's a senior food box program is what I call it. I know. We got to look that up because I got to say the name of the program. Hang on, Mark. We'll just fix this. <laughs> it actually wasn't even started as a senior food box program. The Commodity Supplemental Food Program. Okay. I got it. So we took an example of the Commodity Supplemental Food Program that specifically serves seniors and said, how can we expand the reach of it? We partnered with DoorDash Mm -hmm. to see how they could help do home deliveries. We worked in the entire southern uh, part of Michigan to connect all of the dots across multiple uh, programs that serve seniors. And we are really making amazing progress to serve that population smarter and better, to learn where people are, to reach them where they are, and to take a program and make it significantly better. Well, I think, you know, if you listen to the show very often, you heard the maybe heard the show more recently that we entitled The, the Truth. And, and it was about some of the shortcomings in these federal commodity programs and boundless has given us an opportunity to learn and we think will eventually improve how this csfp food box for uh, program for senior citizens can be enhanced and do more and better with it than what's been done in the past and one of the ways jerry is that uh so the back end of the program is one one issue is getting the food to the people when and how they best can receive it and use it right the other be would be well what's in the box right Right. you know and so when it's shelf stable foods that's not always the most appealing and you know i mean you don't eat food that you don't like i don't care who you are Right. right 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 so food banks have been able to add at their own cost fresh produce dairy meat protein to enhance this program in this box. And I think that's something that really is key to understanding why the food bank network should really be the primary distribution partner for the state of Michigan, because it's not only what we can do, it's what we can add. Again, I mean, these are programs that have been around for a long time. We have promised on this show we are going to make programs better, and it's happening. Right. It's happening. We've talked about several of the programs that are important and funded by the federal government that we're making better and making progress. And this is why we do what we do, reaching people more and better. It's pretty exciting to me. Uh, all right. Oh, yep. So let's take a quick break here because I know the next one you're going to pick is going to take us a minute to unpack. And I don't want us to be shortchanged on time. He's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. And we're both back with you in just a moment.
First Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Jerry Passan, Dr. Phil Knight here. And Jerry, we're still on the boundless project that we were talking about in the last segment because we not only have the, the senior food box program that we're reinventing, so to speak, and but now there's another boundless project that two of our food banks, Feeding America West Michigan and the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan, are cooperating on. Well... I want to go back to uh, a gentleman who's been on our board for 10 years. In fact, he's celebrating 10 years this year. His name is Dave Donovan. He's been our treasurer. Um, and and he asked a question, I don't remember how many years ago it is, but quite a few years ago, you know, is this the best way that we can distribute the food? When we look at the, the, ter- the, the way food banks distribute food in the state, is this the best way? Is there something else we should be looking at? And so we got XPO Logistics, and maybe it was his connection, right? It, well, Dave, Dave would not, you know, Dave's like a dog with a bone. And once he gets on something, he's not going to get off of it. And so Dave started reaching out to our friends in the Michigan Nonprofit Association, and we found out that we had friends there that were friends with the senior leadership of XPO Logistics based out of High Point, North Carolina, but were Michigan born and bred and graduates from the University of Michigan, and that's how we got connected. And so here we were giving them all kinds of data about our food distribution, and they said, you know, one of your Achilles heels is your lack of a distribution facility in the northern part of lower Michigan that could better serve that those communities as well as the Upper Peninsula. Mm-hmm. And so we took that information seriously and just got awarded... million for the construction of that facility. Now, it took a few years to happen, right? We had to get the data. We had to plug in experts. We had to then look at how that could be funded and what are, you know, how do the food banks then work with that new center? All that stuff has come together, and now the facility itself is going to be funded. That is a huge improvement to our ability to serve our communities across Michigan. And I just think, you know what? Worth every minute of time. Well, you know, Jerry, sometimes we're pretty uh, um, candid on this show about our our partners in government and out of government. But I would say this. The executive branch led by um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the legislative bodies both in the, the Senate and in the House, and then the departments, particularly the leadership at DHHS, which we've had Lou Rubel on the show and Elizabeth um, Hertel as well. All of them came together to see the value of this. And that's where the money came from in order to be invested in our work to better serve the northern lower mitten, as well as the 15 counties in the upper in the Upper Peninsula. So for all you nonprofits listening, you know, we've talked about our board a lot on this show. As keys to our success, board members who brought relationships from their networks to the table so we could get the expertise we need to get this work done. And I will say, man, has that been a tremendous blessing to the Food Bank Council of Michigan and to the citizens of Michigan. I would say, too, Jerry, just to talk about that for just a moment, that Paula Cunningham, the CEO for AARP, has been instrumental in us and our work with um with with senior citizens. I would also uh, say, and I've said on the show before about Dr. Dawn Opal on our team, that during the pandemic, she saw seniors without food and she could not leave it alone. 
And that really has, that passion to help those seniors has driven this work as well. So, I mean, you're right. I mean, our board is adding tremendous value, food bankers, the CEOs, as well as the at-large members, and uh, it's creating a lot of positive change, which I understand to be the true test of leadership. I mean, anybody can create change and chaos, but, <laughs> you know, can, it, can, they, can we create positive change? Well, and so, and the list goes on. I mean, you know, we're we're covering things, these things thoroughly enough so that uh, so that everyone can understand what they are. We are only halfway through the page, right? That that's where we are. I mean, you know, and so so we look at other things that are happening, and we say, you know, we know that you added a person to your team who's really going to take our marketing and communications and fund development to the next level. Now, those internal resources, staffing resources to expand the capacity of the Food Bank Council of Michigan is a really big priority. And we got a person and she looks wonderful. I mean, I haven't met her face to face yet, but I can't wait to do it. And I'm certainly affected by your enthusiasm when you talk about her. Well, we are excited to have Stephanie Willis join us and she she's she will be our director of communications and fund development. But before we even talk about that, I have to give a shout out to Edge Partnerships and and Lori Rashar and Angela Whitwer and uh, and and their entire team Danielle and Aaron, because they got us to this point. They grew us to this point where we needed someone, a professional, to be inside to help us go to the next level of effectiveness. So thanks to Lori and Angela for for growing us to this place and Edge Partnerships. And now we've got an internal person, and we think the inside and outside partnership will actually absolutely take us to the next level of, of awareness about this work who's doing this work why it matters and um and also you know the you know they say where there is no vision the people perish but where there's no money the vision perishes so <laughs> that's true <laughs> i love that saying i i also you know whenever you talk about edge and Lori and angela and their team you know smart effective and fun Yes. I mean, you know, you, you you want people like that around you. There's no doubt about it. And they have done an awesome job for us. Um, so, so now thinking about, okay, what else? What else? We have funded, or we got funded this year, and this is, again, from the state of Michigan, three, uh, three years of, of doing an annual hunger study hmm. so that we can understand better who's being served, who isn't being served, and how do we serve them better? And and this is a key thing, you know. Um, you 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 need to have data so you can prove out the impact that you think you're having. Right. You need to have it, and we haven't been able to get this done. Though we've been working at it, we've been working at it. We've been doing several kinds of data projects across food banks, and I think. I think getting this hunger study worked on the the first ever Michigan hunger study mm-hmm. um, is going to be a critical part of not only doing the things we just talked about, but then proving out that they worked. Right. You, you got to know your baseline. Now, we know there's a lot of things outside of our control. You talk about inflation and you talk about changes in some of the government funding and things that we talked about and keep talking about on this show. But so so there's a lot of things we can't control but to to be able to establish a 
a baseline of data, not only can we see if the things that we've done worked, but we can also understand better what happens when you have inflation. How many more people were affected than, than, than we had before as these dynamic environmental things happen. It's really critical to our ability to do this work well. And it's pretty exciting that we're funded significantly so that we can get this study done. Yeah, it, it'll be the first ever. I mean, our national food bank, Feeding America, used to do a nationwide hunger study. But to be candid, it just became cost prohibitive to do it on that large of a scale. And so we've kind of been floundering trying to figure out our own data. But but again, here is the state of Michigan who believes in us and our work and in our team. And, you know, again, you got to staff this right, you know. So you got Dr. Opal, and now under her are two other PhDs. And a third one, really, you know, Steve Borders, who's been on this show, um, that are work and will work to do this. And the process is pretty extensive, Jerry. I mean, it's a year of field work and then a year of analysis and writing the report. But if you'll remember our conversation with Attorney General Dana Nessel from Mackinac, she's like, well, how could you even do this work without this kind of data? Right. And so, I mean, it's again, it just proves the point that this work is it's not it's not bipartisan work. It's nonpartisan. Right. That's exactly right. The, these are the things that are going to drive success for the long term. Right. They're going to continue to inform us about how the changes we're making and how the dynamic environment we live in affects food insecurity. And that and really for us, that means kids, families and seniors who will go from struggling to thriving. Uh, I love that vision right there. Yeah, well, that's your Winston Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the vision well, we got to hang out I to. think you're embodying him over there. <laughs> so he's Jerry Brisson, not Winston Churchill. He's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We're both back with you. Come back and be with us. Last segment for Jerry Brisson and Dr. Phil Knight, not Winston Churchill, but very, very close, very close. Jerry, lots of great news. And, you know, anytime I can see uh, something that cleanses my Twitter feed, that's, you know, a, a, a dog or a goat or something, you know, that's positive, I'm always excited. And I think this show does that. Well, hmm, I don't know if I'd rather be Winston Churchill or a goat in this case, but uh, I guess I'll take both. Uh, you know... I want to I want to do one more shout out for the Food Bank Council team and the leadership at the food banks uh, across the state of Michigan. This work is being successful because there are some really smart and capable people leading it. And uh, my dad used to say, if you have leadership, you have everything. If you don't have leadership, you have nothing. Now, I'm sure he didn't make that up. I'm guessing he got it from somewhere. Probably Churchill. <laughs> but, but, you know, in so many ways, having trusted leadership who is going to keep their hand on the, on the plow, mm-hmm. keep everything moving forward, who's going to be willing to listen to the issues and the problems and and manage the frustrations and maintain positive momentum moving forward to solve a problem like hunger and food insecurity is going to take time mm-hmm. and and you can't complain about the work right you, the, nope. the work is the work and and there are things that have to be done that are difficult to do 
But that's why we are so grateful for the leadership at the Food Bank Council, for the team at the Food Bank Council, and for the leadership and teams at the food banks. And, and again, we mentioned so many other partners and, and our other board members who are, who are at large, not necessarily at food banks, who are providing that leadership, who are staying committed and positive, who are presenting not only the right picture, but the expertise, intelligence, and capacity to move the work forward. Is there a better reason to be alive? I don't know. No, I don't think so. It's what gets me up in the morning. Jerry, time for a little food for thought. Control the controllables is a sentence I utter to myself quite often in this work. I'm sometimes frustrated with others in the manner which they go about their business work and responsibilities, especially when it impacts our ability to do this work with excellence. So rather than work myself into a fit, I'm concentrating on controlling the controllables. Coach Bill Belichick said, we can control our performance and our execution, and that's what we're going to focus on. We can't control inflation, but we can strive to get people the food they want and need. We can't control the price of gas, but we can do our job with excellence so people struggling with one less, so people could, would struggle with one less trade-off to deal with at home. We cannot control what the government does or doesn't, but we can lobby, advocate, encourage, inspire, and hold accountable those who have the responsibility to operate the programs designed to help our residents with the challenge of living a food insecure life. And what we can do is put and keep food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state.